Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. I am Rick Thomas. You can find me at rickthomas.net. There are some things that Christians say that are so catchy that they catch on as we popularize them. After a while, they become Christian cliches, which does not have to be a bad thing. Christian cliches can be wonderful. But then there are some Christian cliches that lose their force because their lack of theological precision. I want to share one of those Christian cliches with you. I think I have heard it all of my Christian life. It's head knowledge versus heart knowledge. That is one of those misguided mantras. I want to talk about it. The title of the podcast is The Problem with Head Knowledge versus Heart Knowledge. If you want to read this podcast, you can go on our website. That would be fantastic. You can do that. You can read the entire article. You can print it off. You can share it with a friend. I highly recommend all of those things. I love seeing our resources going out and getting in the hands of people all over the world, and I really love hearing feedback from folks as God is working in their hearts through our resources. It's, it's affirming, it's encouraging, it's fantastic. And so thank you for the kind notes, those of you who have sent in, especially those recently. Thank you a lot, and thank you for sharing our resources. In this podcast, I don't want to become word police I don't want to become the whack-a-mole guy. Every time somebody says something, you hit them over the head. I don't want to do that. I don't want you to be paranoid for not saying the right word. We can be a little quick on the trigger when we hear people say things that aren't as precise as they should be. And sometimes it can be even misguided like this idea of head knowledge versus heart knowledge. And so while I don't want to be word policey with you, we must move forward because we do want to be theologically precise. And I think that we can talk about this with humility without banging each other over the head. And and I pray that you can do that as well as you talk to others. And so let's get into this idea. I have head knowledge, but my heart knowledge is something else. Now, typically what the person is trying to say is that they know what the right thing is. That's in their head. What's right's in my head, but what's in my heart is not following along with that understanding. Christians make this familiar juxtaposition as a way to distinguish two conflicting things that are happening inside of them. And so it's good that they can discern that there are two different things happening inside of them. But this idea of head knowledge and heart knowledge, it really muddies things up. And the problem with that is that if you are not theologically precise, and how you think about your problems, it will really be hard to come to a right conclusion. Paul said in Ephesians 4, we are to put off and renew our minds and put on. And if you don't know what to put off, if you don't know how to renew your mind, if you don't know what to put on, well, it's going to be hard for you to grow in progressive sanctification. And so that's why we must trudge forward with theological precision. 
Now, most of the time, this kind of language, it detracts from what an individual needs to do rather than clarify what they are doing. And I try to talk to an individual carefully about this because I understand the conflict in their soul, but I've never met a person who has been able to articulate clearly the conflict in their souls and come to proper conclusions, especially when they use this kind of language. The idea of heart knowledge and head knowledge are one thing not two things. And it is essential that you, that that is your starting point, that you understand that. When a person says heart and head knowledge, they are talking about their thoughts, their thinking. That's the one thing that they're talking about, their thoughts. Both labels point to how they think about things or how they are thinking about something. Head knowledge implies that you know thoughts, that you know what the Bible says regarding a topic. I know what it is in my head. You have proper thoughts is what you're saying. Heart knowledge implies that you have other thoughts. Again, you're saying they both mean the same thing, their thoughts. But these thoughts are in conflict with your biblical thinking, what's going on in your head. Now, at this point, I want to take just a brief emotional digression, because some believers would agree that head knowledge is their thought life. Yes, Rick, I agree. Head knowledge, those are my thoughts. But I would add that what I mean about heart knowledge is my emotions, but that is more convoluted because feelings come from thoughts. And so if your thoughts are correct, your emotions or your feelings will be correct as well. So you cannot say that my head knowledge is one thing and my heart knowledge is something totally different because thoughts feed emotions. If your emotions are wrong, your thinking is wrong because it's a person's thought life that feeds their feelings. Let me give you a couple of examples. If you give me $1 million, by the way, you can go to our donation page and hit the donate link and, and give me $1 million. Guess what? I will feel good because how I think about all that cash my thoughts will lead to wonderful emotions. And if you don't believe me, well, go to our supporting page and give me $1 million. And I tell you what, my thinking and my emotions will be singing the same song because my emotions come from my thoughts. But let's turn this around to something horrible. If you point a gun at my head, I will feel bad, uh, terrified because of your actions. I will be thinking, I'll be looking down the barrel of a gun. Those are my thoughts, looking down the barrel of a gun, and my emotions will follow suit. You cannot detach your feelings from your thoughts. It is a continuum as one causes the other. The formula is explicit. Thoughts, good or bad, lead to feelings, good or bad. 
If your emotions, what some people would call heart knowledge, is not right, there's something wrong with your thoughts, your head knowledge. You can't have right thoughts and bad emotions. And so if you label these things as thought life in my head and emotions in my heart, well, that is even more convoluted because those things can't be at odds with each other because thoughts feed emotions. Now, let me get back to your thinking. Since it's not that, since heart knowledge is not emotion, biblically speaking, head knowledge means that you know what the right thing to do is while heart knowledge says that you want something else. And so in my head, I am thinking the right thing. And then you say, in my heart, again, I am thinking the wrong thing. Both of them point to the same thing, your thoughts. Let me give you an illustration. Mabel is upset at Biff. She knows, head knowledge, that her anger is sinful, but her heart is in another place. She wants Biff to change so badly that she is angry about it. Here's how she says it. I know, head knowledge, that what I'm saying to him is wrong, but I don't know how to change. It's like I have head knowledge, but my heart knowledge is saying something else. Do you, do you see what she's really saying biblically? Well, let's unpack it because we don't want to communicate this way. And if somebody communicates to you this way, you want to help them. You want to walk them through this because this is a frustrated individual. Mabel is frustrated. She's not just frustrated with Biff, but she's frustrated at herself because she has this convoluted head knowledge, heart knowledge. And because of those unfortunate labels, she can't get to the bottom of it all. Mabel feels stuck between biblical thinking and unbiblical thinking. Now, that brings more clarity to it. Rather, th rather than saying head knowledge versus heart knowledge, let's just say that you have some thinking that is biblical in your head and you have some thinking that is unbiblical in your head. She knows what God's word says, but she wants something that she cannot have, or at least she cannot have at this time. Though she knows the truth, head knowledge, she is thinking in unbiblical ways about what she's not getting at this time. Now, the Bible talks about this. I want you to perceive what I've done here. I've taken this cliche, which is, way out here somewhere, head knowledge, heart knowledge, and I began to move it toward the Bible. And the first thing I did is I retranslated both of those, and I just called it your thought life. And then I went inside your thought life, we're moving closer to the Bible now, and I said that you have biblical thinking and you have unbiblical thinking, and now we're going to get right up in the Bible. I want to share some scriptures with you because the Bible speaks a lot to this idea of convoluted thought life. Let's take James 1, verses 5 through 8. I'll read them for you. Of course, if you go to the article, that's great. You can read them yourself. But James said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously 
to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. He has two minds. He has two different thought lives. When he is appropriating God's wisdom into his life, he is he's thinking right. He's thinking well. He's thinking sane. But James says, let him ask in faith, not with doubting, for if you start doubting, now he's talking about this idea of not believing and not trusting. But the point is that if you don't think like God thinks, you'll be tossed like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. You'll be double-minded. You'll be a two-headed person. And Mabel is a two-headed woman Sometimes she's thinking biblically and she can deal with it. Then other times when Biff does X, Y, Z, she gets so angry because she wants something so badly. Thus she becomes unstable. She doesn't understand it with the clarity that she should understand it. So what she says in her frustration, I have head knowledge. I know what the right thing is to do, but my heart is doing something else. No, James would say you lack wisdom. You're not asking of God. You're not getting up in this the way that you need to, so you can apply wisdom to it. So you're not a two-headed person. You're not a double-minded woman, but you're single in your thought life. James talks about the double-minded person, which is an accurate descriptor of what's going on in Mabel's head. James says that kind of person is unstable. She knows the truth but is craving a good thing so much that she's sinning in response to not getting it. And that's the problem. She has a craving. Now, I said she's craving a good thing because the truth is she is craving a good thing. And sometimes that's what makes it really complicated Because my desire is good. What's wrong with my desire? Why can't he be a man who loves God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength? That's a good desire. You know, we can can understand when our desires are really evil and sinful, and we shouldn't even be desiring that in the first place, but I want him to be a good person. And that's where sometimes we can go off the rails because what we want is a good thing. That's why I said she's craving a good thing. But I said it's craving a good thing so much that she's sinning in response to not getting it. Therefore, she's not applying wisdom to the situation, which makes her double-minded, which she describes as having head knowledge and heart knowledge. The solution for her is to think on the right biblical things so she can bring all her unbiblical thinking or sub-biblical thoughts back into God's wisdom, which will stabilize her and keep her from being tossed by the waves of the sea. There's another place where James, in James, where I was going to say there's another place where the Bible talks about this, our thought life and, and how to think about our thought life. And it is James as well. It's in James 4. He says, what causes quarrels, what causes fights among you? Is it not this, 
that your passions are at war within you. You desire and you do not have, so you murder, you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. These conflicting thoughts, James says that, that Mabel has a war within her, and I've already described that war within her. She has a desire. James says it's a desire, it's coveting that she wants, it's a passion that's in her heart. James says these thoughts could tempt you to frustration or anger in his text, if you want something so badly, but you can't get it at the moment. Now, in this instance, as I've said, Mabel's thoughts, her desires for something good is so big that it is affecting her. And it's not that her desire is wrong. She wants her husband to follow God and love her. But she must bring both of these desires, both of these thoughts into the obedience of Christ so they will not toss her like a wave, per James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, where she is a double-minded person. And so James 1, James 4, and then we also have 2 Corinthians 10, Paul said, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. And then he defines these strongholds. He says we destroy arguments. He's talking about thoughts. Lofty opinions raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Mabel needs to take the unbiblical thoughts that are in her head and bring them into the obedience of Christ. Paul's talking about taking your thoughts captive. And as you can see, when we retranslate the heart knowledge, head knowledge idea into one thing, your thought life, and see it as good thoughts versus evil thoughts, you can begin to address the bad thinking part of your mind. Your goal is to bring your wrong thinking to the place to where it aligns with God's word. And then there's one more text is in Philippians, you know it well. Finally, brothers, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, here it is, think about these things. And that's what Paul is asking us to do. Mabel has one head that's full of knowledge, this knowledge is convoluted. She has good thinking and bad thinking. She needs to identify where her thoughts are bad. She needs to bring those into the obedience of Christ, repent, so that she can be single-minded in all her thoughts. Let me ask you, what is something that falls within this head knowledge, heart knowledge idea for you? Do you see how both types of knowledge, heart and head, are one thing? It's two different kinds of thoughts. James called this being double-minded. How do you need to change so that your mind is single on an issue rather than oscillating between good and bad thinking? If we can help you with this, please go to rickthomas.net, jump on our forums, ask your questions. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.